Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I got, uh, I was listening to some podcasts because I've been driving around and I do this solar thing, which is my career. <laughs> I suck at life, by the way, like normal people life, like a real job and trying to be like a responsible adult. I feel like I missed the boat on my wild years and I just live as if. I still get those years, even though I have so many responsibilities, it's like insane. But I was listening to this podcast with, uh, so I listened to Hardy, he's a country dude, and then Lainey Wilson, two separate podcasts, both on Theo Vaughn, but it's been fun listening to these because they talk about how they kind of made it in the music industry, and like, they, so Lainey Wilson was just talking about how she took a chance. She uh, was grew up in this little small town in Louisiana, and in a small town, like she was just saying, and this is my Kelsey, she's from a little small town, and then my ex-wife was from a small town, and it's funny how these little small towns, like, they kind of create the same experience for people living in a small town, because you have such limited amount of people. So you end up dating somebody. She's saying like she dated the same guy for like seven years. And then it's like a lot of people just stay there and stay together and start having babies. And it's like she had this opportunity to move to Nashville and try to like make something of her life. But at an early age, it seemed like Hardy and her and... A lot of people, I don't know why I'm like burping so much. I feel like I'm gonna fucking like burp to death right now. Like every five seconds, I'm like, Bleh. Bleh. I just ate this bag of beef jerky. I had like a Big Mac the other night, some cake, about eight drinks. And ever since that, and then I woke up and Kelsey's like, You want the hangover cure? It's ramen noodles. So. My stomach's a big, giant ball of disgustiness right now. And so, please excuse the uh, constant... Because I don't think I can control it right now for some reason. But I was saying... Is... Uh, I think... It's cool when people give themselves time to figure out what they want. Just think about my children. And if I could help fund them because I think what happens to us all is we go to college or this is like what happened to people my age like you pretty much had to go to college and then you went to college like most of us had no idea what we we're doing there's probably a handful that were like I'm gonna go be a surgeon or a dentist or an ER doctor I have a lot of friends I don't know if they listen to this or not but I have one of my really close friends from high school she's a dentist one of my ex-girlfriends is a doctor one of my buddies is a fireman and it's just cool like some people like went the path they knew what path they wanted from the time they got out and they just are doing it 
And I don't know if they look back right now and they think to themselves, like, this isn't what I wanted. I wish I would have explored this. But for my kids, it'd be fun to just have some time to really figure out, like, what you want to do. Like, if I could teach my kids or anybody right now anything, it's like you, life's, it's short, but it's long. Like, let's just say you live to be 80 or 70, 70, 80 years old. I think you should allow yourself, your 20s, to explore and figure out, like, what interests you and work different jobs and move and experience different opportunities because, first, you're going to have really low expenses. To have low expenses and low bills and low responsibilities, like, that's once in a lifetime. You have your first child... And that changes pretty damn quick. Like, that child becomes your priority. And you're not going to want that child to go without. And so from that time forward, you're going to do whatever you can to give that kid what they need. And that comes at sacrificing going after things that maybe you wanted. I mean, I see it every day. I'm, <laughs> I've been listening to way too much Theo Bond. That guy's voice is so funny. Sometimes I wish I grew up in the South. You know? You, just have, you hear, listen, listen to Theo Vaughn and Laney Wilson talk, and you're like, are these two from a different fucking planet? Like, how do you get such a thick accent? It's strange. But, no, I just think... But, then, I mean, you look at it from the opposite point of view, though. Is there anybody with children that are going to say that they would change it? I don't think so. For me personally, like, yeah, I wish I would have figured my shit out and, like, kind of explored music or whatever. But, like, I believe... I don't know if I believe in, like, destiny or I believe that God has my whole life mapped out for me. I believe in, like, free agency and I'm able to choose, but... I think that there's positivity and there's uh, maybe there's a destination. Maybe destiny is real. Like I was saying in my last podcast, maybe there's you do have your destination, but how you get there is up to you. So maybe that's my belief is you get to make the decisions. God has your final destination figured out, but he gives you the free agency to kind of mess up and However long it takes you to get to that destination is kind of up to you. And I would say there's certain things that ruin people's um, final destination, like drugs and alcohol. I think God has a plan, but with your free agency, you can choose to ruin that plan. Like if you got addicted to pornography and alcohol and drugs and that kind of thing, you're trying to numb the spirit that God gave you so God can't work through you because you are choosing to close God out because you don't trust him. Maybe. That could be right. I, this is all like my thoughts. But for me, I, it's like I got Sophie, Tucker, Austin, Cameron, like super cool kids. Kelsey's amazing. I had a lot of good years with my ex and I had some good experiences with my church. I had a lot of fun on my mission met a lot of cool people and it's like it's hard to look back and be like damn I wish I could do it different I wish I could do it different and I wish I could explore and this and that but I would say 
if you're younger, you're graduating high school, you have your whole life ahead of you. Lainey Wilson was just saying, she said, just if you got like a relationship in high school, maybe let that go for a little bit. You might end up together, but go sow your wild oats. Because, I mean, for me, for example, like, I just felt like I needed to do that. I needed to do that. And it came out at a point in life where it was really damaging to a lot of people. You know, like, I made promises to this organization where I will do this, 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 until I'm dead and beyond. And I was not in a place to be able to make those promises, but... I guess I felt pressure to do that to please people. And I kind of thought my purpose in life was just to make other people feel good and like what maybe just let people use me to make themselves feel good. That's what I that's kind of what my purpose was up until recently. I didn't realize I could actually have like a purpose that was detached from other people using me to make themselves feel better because I was really good at telling you what you wanted to hear and I've been friends and let a lot of narcissistic people into my life and I think the reason I attract like narcissistic people is because I look at the positive and I try to like if somebody has no friends and I'm their only friend I find value in trying to open that person's eyes to better themselves so that they can expand past my just just my relationship with them and I guess I try to like always try to fix people but then I try to get people to see like you're a great person this and that and a lot of times I just end up spending a lot of time for nothing and so I've used this analogy in the past like when I climb up that mountain that incline it's a mile it's pretty tough and if I were to take somebody like 400 pounds, somehow manage to get them halfway up, and then leave them and be like, hey, I gotta get going, but good luck. They're not gonna be able to get up or down, and I just kind of fucked them. And I think I've done that in relationships. And luckily, most of the most of the relationships I end up getting out of, the people have enough strength to find their way, but. I think you you do people a disservice by doing too much. I think doing too much for people and trying to like help protect their like their feelings. Like you're not responsible to make other people feel good. I feel like in the Mormon society, that's like our mission is say and tiptoe around the things that make everybody feel the way that they want to feel. It's like a complete echo chamber. And I think you can avoid being part of things like that if you're granted permission from your inner circle to explore, to be open-minded, to actually figure out where you fit in. Because I always think to myself, the thing that I'm missing is my like my day-to-day making money. What I do, sales and business, it's not me. It doesn't fit me. It gives me anxiety. I'm not good at managing people. I pretend like I am. I put it out here, but this thing like, I guess nobody listens to it because you think the people above me, it's my brother's company, but I mean, 
I do my best to try to like manage it, but I kind of just see people as adults and give them responsibilities and either they do what they're supposed to do or they don't. And then once every couple weeks I get together and assess what's going on and make changes as needed, but I don't micromanage. And I feel like I live in a world where people need to be micromanaged and I would prefer to be in an industry where I either work with people that are super passionate about what they do so that they don't have to be micromanaged. I do have a, a lot of people that don't need that, that do really good just on their own, but a lot of people require a lot of attention and a lot of, uh, they just require a lot. And so for me, like I said, that's the one thing that I wish is that, and it doesn't mean I wish I could go back, that's what I'm trying to find right now, but it becomes a lot more difficult to make it in music or make it in podcasting or make it in things where it would be easier if you had freedom to travel or if you had freedom to, if you had time, like if you had the time and lack of responsibility to really pursue that type of thing. So. If you're listening, you're single, you're about to like tie the knot with somebody and like give in to this corporate America rat race and buy your little house in suburbia and deep down you know that's not what you want, this is your permission right here to have the the tough conversation with your person and say, look, I need to do these things I love you, I'm going to go explore, I'm going to meet some people, you go do your thing, and then we'll see what happens, because I mean, maybe that's what you need, or maybe you guys are both just very, very content and happy, and that, that's what you want, I'm just looking out for the people that you maybe have parents or people pressuring you to do something that you don't want to, don't. Don't listen to your parents. That might be terrible advice, but your parents might be fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Like, maybe your parents are stupid. Just kidding. But maybe. But I'm not... Not like... Not like that. I'm not trying to be rude. But maybe they're stupid idiots. But I'm not like... I'm not trying to be rude about them, but maybe they're just really dumb and, like, their brains don't work. I'm sure they love you and they think they know what's best for you, but like, maybe they're dumb, you know? Because there's dumb people and maybe you have dumb parents. And maybe it's hard to see past that because who wants to think that they have a dumb parent? You know? Not me. I like to think my parents are smart. I think my parents are smart, but I think they thought and think that they know what's best for people and I think they think it's Mormonism and I think that's true for certain people maybe Mormonism is the right path but not for me and if I just sat back and was like mom now what tell me what to do I would be a bishop right now and I would be singing songs that are more I mean maybe I wouldn't be singing songs because I wouldn't be very passionate about writing like churchy songs I like like the thing in my music in my life that I enjoy so emotions I enjoy tapping into let's get there 
I like to tap into anger. I think there's there's kind of a like a fun aspect to like releasing your anger. And so I kind of uh, I look at people like a lot of people I see that are just so peaceful and it's cool, but I like to see when there's like real people. Like one of my favorite people is Mel Gibson. I love Mel Gibson because he seems real. I mean, we got video of him like going off, he's pissed off and like, it's a good thing. And I think the world's like, you shouldn't be angry and you're not entitled to your emotions. And everybody wants us to make, make us feel bad because we have like emotions and we tap into those emotions. And it's like, sometimes it's probably healthy to express yourself. Obviously people say like racial things and this and that, but like, for me personally, I believe in forgiveness and people just say things sometimes and words are like taken out of context. So, um, and then I love humor. I love like inappropriate humor. I love dark humor. I love any type of humor. And there's certain organizations and places where it's not really like accepted. So I don't want to be part of those. Um, I do love feeling like the spirit too though. Like I like feeling like uplifted and listening to a song that's like got this godliness to it but it's like once you are so tied up in responsibility sometimes your thoughts are so consumed with like I gotta get to my job and then at my job I need to like complete task 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 then I'm the coach of this little league team then from there I gotta go here then from here I gotta go here like by the end of the day, all you are is just like an errant boy. You just, you just, you're doing your job to pay your bills. You're never taking time to enjoy anything. You're masking your emotions with alcohol and maybe like painkillers or maybe you're just, I don't know, maybe you're just not granting yourself permission to do things that would benefit you and help with your emotional health and I I would say therapy therapy is basically you're going to talk to somebody out loud about your thought process and most of the time like a therapist is just gonna validate that everything you're thinking is valid because it has to be like your experiences are your experiences I always suggest just keep a journal, talk out your thoughts. You don't need a therapist to validate the way you feel because you are the only one that has gone through your experiences. You just get, you, you, you probably judge yourself. You're thinking things that maybe you think are inappropriate and you think that, I mean, I bet people have like pretty weird ass thoughts all the time and they sit there and they probably beat themselves up and they're like feeling like I need to repent and I need to this and it's like maybe you're just a human and it's normal. Maybe a lot of people would relate to you if you opened up and shared your thoughts and maybe all you need to do is like join a group where you get a talk out loud, download day one, put your thoughts on that. That's what I use. It's a journal where you can talk. Maybe 
like write music, write poetry, do something to just get your thoughts out of your head and out there. It doesn't have to be shared with anybody, but if it's just like floating around, bouncing around in your head, sometimes it just makes you crazy. So 